0: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life.
1: No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
2: This is business rock stars. I'm Pat O'Brien. Our rock star today is a smoothie genius. Is that correct in saying? Yeah, that okay. works. All right, so you're going to take the genius word. Yes. Alex Baer, who is the founder and CEO of Genius Juice. Alex, how are you? I'm doing very good. How are you, Pat? I'm great, thank you. And uh, Alex uh, has an interesting uh, take on, on his entrepreneurship, is that he decided to go with one product, for now anyway, one only, and that's coconut smoothie, right? Exactly. You could have had, I mean, with the explosion of smoothies everywhere, at Whole Foods and all that, you could have had a hundred flavors. Why coconut?
3: Well, coconut is literally one of the fastest growing beverage categories right now. It's Mm -hmm. literally growing 30 to 40 percent every single year. It's also just a wonder food. You know, people drink it. They feel amazing benefits from it, you know, from the potassium, you know, and the electrolytes. Mm -hmm. So people are drinking coconut water versus something like Gatorade, right? Right. So people are getting healthier and making healthier choices. So I really saw the trend, you know, for coconut. uh, But at the same time, I saw that there was a gap in the marketplace. And that gap was everything is coconut water, you know? Like (laughs) everything. Everywhere I look, it's all they sell. And it's so saturated. You know, there's uh, in the early 2000s, there was about 80 brands of coconut water which is still a lot. You know, there was the Zico's, right, and all right. these Vita Coco. Now, there are over a thousand different brands of coconut water, nationally. That's insane. But they don't taste different, do they? Yeah, they're all, you know, they're sourced from different areas Did of the world. Can you tell the difference? I can, I'm a connoisseur when it comes to I coconut. I bet you are, yeah. yeah.
2: But this is a coconut smoothie, and we'll talk about that a little later.
3: Yep. Did you always want to be an entrepreneur? Well, since literally I was 10 years old, I was going on eBay, and actually buying and selling. I was I totally nerded out. You know, mm-hmm. I'm still a nerd, but I was even more of a nerd back then. Well, I think we all are at this point. Yeah, Go ahead. <laughs> and so I was literally selling
2: Star Wars figures online through eBay. I take it back, you are a nerd. Yeah, yeah, much more of a nerd <laughs> than most people, yeah. So you're selling Star Wars stuff. Yes, and so,
3: eBay. and I uh, just, I really got a huge hunger way back then for just buying and selling and actually profiting. Mm-hmm. So from there, I started all these other businesses all online through eBay and realized this is a lot more fun than just, you know. Going to work. Going to work. Right. And it felt like like passion, mm. you know, and that's what I wanted. So even in that young age, I, I started getting that passion and then I, it really never stopped.
2: Well, there's a certain amount of adrenaline that kicks in when you can sell something right away and make money. Exactly. First time it ever happens, it's incredible.
3: Yeah, and especially because I used to sell insurance for nine years. Mm-hmm. So if you can sell insurance, you
2: can really sell,
3: sell anything, anything. Yeah, yeah.
2: It's a certain uh, talent too, selling insurance. Yes. Not Do you know how to write hard. upside down? When you're talking to people, <laughs> I actually did that. You yeah, because I learned that too. And I, I, back when I was out of college, I, I sold insurance for a while. I learned how to write numbers upside down, percentage, and all that kind of stuff. Yep. Uh, And we digress. So, um, is there somebody in your life that uh, steered you into entrepreneurship? A a parent, a friend, a grandfather?
3: You know, what's interesting is I didn't. You know, my my father is a doctor, Mm -hmm. so he's obviously a huge just inspiration and a great support for me. But it's really my my grandfather, Mm -hmm. Grandpa Mickey. And he he passed on you know about ten years ago, but um, but he used to sell shoes actually, and he used to drive all around the country selling shoes, and that's how he supported the traveling shoe salesman. I even remember those. Yeah, when I was a kid back in the old days before you know Amazon and eBay. Right? right, he would be out of business today, right? But back then it was a very hot business, and one thing he taught me was that remember he said to me remember something special about every single person that you meet Mm -hmm. and write it down. You know, if they have a son that's just going to college, bring that up. If they have a hobby, if they like to golf, bring that up. So I learned a lot about how to build rapport with people, not just trying to sell them something.
2: So you got into the smoothie business, that's quite the turn. Uh, How much research did you do before you got into it?
3: I did a lot of- Not just
2: on coconut, but on all of it.
3: Yeah, I did a lot of market research, not only online, but literally just going to a lot of different stores, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's Whole Foods or Sprouts, you know, nationally traveling, just looking in the stores, and asking a lot of people in my community, in my sphere of influence, right. what what do you normally buy? What do you like? What do it's you?
2: The first n- thing he asked me, by the way, when we sat down there. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: So, and that's very you know a very good thing to know how people work, right? Mm-hmm. What they want to buy, and the 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 reoccurring answer was. I'm tired of juice, like normal Mm -hmm. cold-pressed juice, like the Evolutions and the Sudras and all those. I'm looking for something that has more protein, more fiber, and it's an actual meal replacement. And so I started thinking about that and I said, you know what, Um, I love coconut. The coconut industry is like like this right now, Mm -hmm. but coconut water is not enough. What's missing from it is the rest of the coconut. So really all we did was that we added the rest of the coconut meat, the oils, the good fats, and blended the water and the meat from a coconut together. And that's how
2: you get Genius Juice. And that's the rest of the story. This is Business Rockstars, I'm Pat O'Brien, he's Alex Baer, uh, the founder of Genius Juice. And your logo is Einstein, right? Yes, we, uh,
3: we can't say it's
2: exactly Einstein. Oh, okay. But it, your logo it, but it, looks, it, it, it looks like By the way, your logo <laughs> looks kind of like Albert Einstein. Yeah, much better. <laughs> it's not really juice, is it? I mean, it's more of a, uh, it's a smoothie. Yeah, it's a smoothie, yeah.
3: yeah. And, you know, we Genius Juice is the, is the name of our company when we first started, but we actually uh, edited our bottle, so it just says the word genius. So we're really more converting it over to genius coconut smoothie. Okay. That's genius. It is. <laughs> and that's how I, you know, I, w- once I had a friend who was blending a whole coconut, mm-hmm. and I tasted it, and I said, wow, you know, this is amazing. This is genius. And that's really how I came up with
2: the name. I'm curious why you just stuck with one flavor. I know you might, you might expand, right? a couple other flavors, or?
3: Yeah, we're working on right now, we actually finalized a coffee coconut smoothie. Mm-hmm. So it has the base of, you know, real whole coconut. What's with you and coconuts? Just crazy, <laughs> Cocoa Crazy, right? I think like that Ed Sheeran song, right, you know, exactly. co- Crazy for the coconut. Your Cocoa Crisp. Cocoa Crisp, there, right? yeah, it could be my name. So, uh, but the coffee coconut smoothie, I feel is going to be a big hit. We're releasing it early next year. Right around February, mm-hmm. nationally with Whole Foods, and it has a cold brew coffee in there, plus it has the coconut base and chocolate and vanilla. So it's like this delicious oh. mochaccino. It's really good. Yeah. I think it's going to be a hit.
2: Good for you. You know, it just seems like every time I go to Whole Foods and I go there every day, it just seems like there's another smoothie up. And now you can just pick, you can make your own, obviously, you know, with uh, you can pick any product. Uh, does that scare you that there's so many different smoothie drinks out there it, already.
3: It scared me at first yeah. when we launched and we launched in July of 2014 and I was thinking wow, you know there's Odwala, there's Naked Juice, there's all these new drinks coming out backed by a lot of money. How are we able going to how are yeah. we ever going to survive in this environment? But how we did and also not only survive but thrive is that we have a very unique product that no one else is doing. Everyone else is doing coconut water, and we're the first to release what's called the coconut smoothie with protein and fiber. And the reason that it's succeeding is people want that kind of nutrition, and it's really missing from all the other drinks that are out there.
2: Uh, Are you in Jamaica? Not yet, Mon. No. Yeah. Uh, Good answer, except I spent a lot of time down there, and that's Uh, all they sell is coconut water. Right. I mean, everywhere you go, hot, cold, warm, whatever. So if you go to Jamaica and it gets big, I want a free case of coconut juice. <laughs> okay. Genius water, or genius juice, rather. Yeah. So uh, what kind of a term was this coming out of the insurance industry? Well, what, obviously, what, what things did you have to learn to pivot that way? Right. Well,
3: what made it a lot easier is that for the last 10 years prior, basically before I, I, I stepped into doing genius juice, mm-hmm. I was a big health food, Junkie advocate, mm. right, and so I always followed a very healthy, organic lifestyle, and I always sought these types of healthy ingredients and products, so I, I had a good grasp of what was hot on the market, what people bought, and I'm running with, you know, the organic crowd of a lot of friends that follow a very clean lifestyle, mm. you know, do yoga and all that, so I, I really got a lot of personal experience on the food and Beverage industry and where it's moving to. What also made it easier was that I transitioned to starting Genius Juice in 2013, and that's really the movement. Right, was really big for, um, that,
2: for organic. Organic, yeah. It's, it's in the last five, yeah, in the last five years or so. It's really kicked in. I mean, it's like if it doesn't have organic on it, there's not a lot of people going to rush to that. Well, that's the Whole Foods thing, right? That became.
3: That's what they're they're riding on right now. You know, everyone's, what's so what's also so exciting is everyone's getting into it. You know, you got Kroger, you know, you know right. Ralph's, right. Vons, you know, Safeway. Uh, you got Costco, you know, you got Sam's Club. Even 7-Eleven, they're bringing in, you know, who thought they would ever see organic food at
2: 7-Eleven, right? Um, so. Most of the people that work here. <laughs> <laughs> this is Business Rockstars, I'm Pat O'Brien, he's Alex Bayer, back in a minute.
4: Underage vaping is a serious problem. Last year, Juul Labs took actions to combat it, including stopping the sale of our non-traditional flavored Juul products to retail stores. Now we're going further with a series of new actions, including a retail age verification system stricter than anything in place for alcohol or cigarettes. Combating youth vaping is the right thing to do, and necessary for us to achieve our goal of providing an alternative for the world's 1 billion adult smokers. Learn more at Juul.com YP. Paid for by Jewel Labs.
1: Have you heard what President Trump said recently? Newsmax, you like Newsmax, I like it too. Now you can watch Newsmax TV and get the truth about Trump from Bill O'Reilly, Mike Reagan, Alan Dershowitz, Pat Buchanan and more. Newsmax TV is America's fastest growing cable news channel, now in 70 million homes. Find Newsmax on DirecTV, Dish, Xfinity, Spectrum, Optimum, Fios, Uverse, and more systems. See Newsmax TV today. It's real news for real people.
4: Freedom doesn't start in the White House. It's-
2: Welcome back to Business Rockstars. I'm Pat O'Brien. He's Alex Bayer, the founder and CEO of Genius Juice. I love that name. He should have changed the name Genius to J and called JJ Juice. JJ. I like calling it Genius Jew because I'm Jewish. <laughs> that, that could work too, right? Uh, in, in some circles, it might work. Yes. Um, but anyway, so here it is. Here's the product he came up with, and it's a coconut smoothie. Can you see that there? And it's, I like it because it's heavy. and It's heavy because it has actual coconut in it, right? Exactly. So when you drink it, there's a stick in your teeth now.
3: This goes, it goes down smooth. Yeah. So, but we actually, we import uh, all the coconuts from Thailand. Mm -hmm. Why Thailand? It's the best tasting coconut in the world. How do you know? Them? Tasted. I've tasted twenty six different types of coconuts. Okay, you know, and I know. Yeah. yeah okay. There's like Brazilian. There's Philippines. There's Sri Lankan. Uh, you know. There's um, Vietnamese coconuts, mm-hmm. and nothing has the sweetness and that nice crisp taste like Thai coconuts.
2: So, um, and then you have the Einstein look-alike on the front to give it that genius look. And uh, what's in here that I should not be drinking? Nothing, right?
3: Uh, nothing that that you should not be drinking. That's a double tricky question. Right. So yeah, everything in there is clean, it's organic, and also non-GMO verified. We have two ingredients, coconut water and coconut meat, and that's
2: it. So we blend those two together, and that's how you get the smoothie. So the meat is actually in the bottle. I've already had one, so I'm kind of lying here. Uh, and coconut water, it's very good. It's, it's nutritious as well, right? Very nutritious. So yes. how many of these have you sold?
3: So since our inception, yeah. Well, in our sales, we hit almost about half a million this year. Mm -hmm. So we did about two fifty last year. So I think we've sold probably about over hundred thousand bottles Mm -hmm. so far. Yeah. So you know we're early stage. Uh, We but we actually just launched in five additional Whole Foods regions. Mm-hmm. So now we're in half the region, half the Whole Foods in the country. We're in a review with Sprouts right now. Right,
2: well, this will be the king of Whole Foods.
3: Totally, yeah. You know? I mean, there's nothing else like it on the shelf right now. Everything else is coconut water or cold-pressed juice.
2: So what kind of feedback did you get when you first started?
3: Well, uh, a lot of people thought, wow, is this you know, with such a saturated market? Are you really going to make, make, make a yeah. hit? You know, there's already so many brands that are on the
2: market. Well, the genius was that you came up with just one product, right? That
3: exactly. Yeah, we, we, we started with actually six different flavors and we soon minimized it down to one. Mm-hmm. And our sales actually increased with one flavor versus six. And really, you know, what, what we really emphasize with the branding is this is whole coconut, it's clean and it's unique. Mm-hmm. And the branding is also really fun as well yeah you know,
2: great branding so back in the day uh, Alex do you think without a Whole Foods let's say it's just Piggly Wiggly and Sunshine or whatever, right. or whatever it is back then yeah. uh, and I, I obviously know the trends but it, it takes almost a special kind of uh, marketer to put these in places, and they are regular stores as well now too, right? Because the organic business is awesome right now. It's growing, yeah, it's
3: growing even faster than the conventional business mm-hmm. right now. And yeah. do, you, do you
2: expect to branch out into other berries and strawberries? and? Yeah, I know you're a berry fan. I'm you, a berry you fan. You told me that. A berry big fan. Berry big a Big fan. berry
3: fan. <laughs> okay. And we're actually coming out with the coffee, we're coming out with also a vanilla mm-hmm. coconut smoothie next year, early next year. We are currently, I can't get into it too much, but we are looking at different fruit infusions that can go well with coconut, such as mango. Mango goes great with coconut. So we're still playing around with some different possibilities there. But it seems like, uh, you know, a lot of the berry flavors are are just, there's so many of them already.
2: Right. We want to do something more. Aren't you going against your own genius in that uh, when you didn't branch out, this was a huge success, and now you want to branch out. Well, the difference was when we first started, we went out the gate just
3: like overly aggressive. We had Mm -hmm. too many flavors, Mm -hmm. right? It's it's confusing, too many flavors on the shelf. So we limited it down to one, and now we're gonna slowly build it back up, releasing one flavor at a time, because I think it's, it's a smart thing to come out with more than one flavor, right? You need to give people variety.
2: Well, from the people that brought you uh, Genius Juice. Exactly.
3: And it's same packaging, you know, literally it's gonna be the same head, same everything, it's just gonna have a different color. And I think like our next flavor, which is the coffee coconut smoothie, Mm -hmm. I expect it to do equally as well or better than this one because everyone
2: just goes crazy for coffee. Right, let me just give you a piece of advice from a consumer. When I look on the shelves and see so many different kinds of smoothies, and so many different kinds of drinks, I leave. I, I, I just don't, I don't have time to figure out which one I want, or to, and, I, and to read all, I don't do this anyway. But if you just, you know, this I know, when I say this now, I know what's in it, I know it's the only one, and I don't have to make a decision. Is that good advice? It's great advice. Yeah. I'd say the quicker that you can capture a
3: consumer, because mm-hmm. literally all all of our decisions, and this is all, you know, something I research, is all of our decisions, our buying behavior, is emotional. Mm-hmm. There's rationality, but when you go and you grab a bottle off the shelf, it's driven by emotion. And that was really the key behind creating this brand. It's gonna be, it has to be a great brand, it has to taste good, it has to be healthy. But people don't know that. They only buy what they see. So by having a brand that actually captures your eye, Mm. is unique, stands out on the shelf, that's the biggest part of the battle, right? But to get that consumer to come back and buy it again, you gotta actually have a good product.
2: You're watching Business Rockstars, I'm Pat O'Brien, he's Alex Baer, the genius juice man. That's not him on the front, that's Albert Einstein. Could be, though. Well, we're not supposed to say that. But you didn't steal that image, right? You got no. approved. Okay. Yeah, we created it. Yeah. Let's talk about your favorite entrepreneurs. Sure. Who are they?
3: Well, number one is he actually lives, it's really crazy. He lives a mile and a half from me mm-hmm. in Redondo Beach, and his name is Mark Rampola. Mm-hmm. He's the creator of Zico Coconut Water. And I met him two and a half years ago. Uh, this man was the first person to bring coconut water. To the U.S. Mm-hmm. He actually worked in uh, Central America, I believe, in Nicaragua, and he was working for this huge multi-billion-dollar company. And he he started buying coconuts on the side mm-hmm. of the street.
2: Anyway, is it coconut water or coconut milk?
3: Uh, ours?
2: No. Or I mean, In a coconut.
3: Oh, the so in the coconut, there's well, there's water. It's mm-hmm. just water, and then the meat of the coconut on the shell is the the meat. But when you blend the two together. You get coconut
2: milk. Okay, so go ahead. This is your favorite entrepreneur.
3: Sure. So uh, basically, uh, he brought—he was the first person to bring coconut water to the U.S. But not only that, after he built up Zico from nothing, mm-hmm. then he sold it to Coke, you know, for multi-multi mm-hmm. millions of dollars. All right. And then after that, he's he's still in the industry, and he created a venture fund that invests in plant-based organic products. So he is a huge, not only an entrepreneur, but also is socially responsible, and that really, in my books, you know, I have the utmost respect right. for him. And he's also mentoring me as well. well. That's cool. So
2: it's cool to have a guy like that near me. You know, is there a fear of having too much, too many smoothies out there, or are you confident that this one will stick out?
3: Yeah, as long as you're unique and disruptive, doing something different, constantly innovating. I'm not worried about it. You don't seem like you worry. Thank you, Alex. A little bit. (laughs) Nice to meet meet you.
2: Nice to meet you too. Alex Bayer, the founder of Genius Juice. And that's me on the front. Einstein. (laughs) The glasses. Business rock stars. (laughs) I'm Pat O'Brien. We'll see you next time.
1: You shouldn't have to choose a random lawyer who charges expensive hourly rates when you need legal help. But the legal system is so complicated, what other choice do you have when you need help with your business or want to protect your family? Start with LegalZoom. They make it easy. For more than a decade, they've provided a way for regular people like you and me to confidently navigate the legal system. LegalZoom's not a law firm, and that's how they provide such great value. They don't rely on charging you by the hour. Instead, you'll get transparent pricing and customer reviews so you know exactly what you're getting up front. If you need help with incorporation, LLCs, trademarks, last wills, living trusts, and more, LegalZoom's the smart choice. They've got the right people on hand to answer your questions. And if you need legal advice, their network of independent attorneys can provide the straightforward guidance you need in most states. Don't let legal hurdles become an excuse. Go to LegalZoom.com today to start building your own future the right way. To save even more, enter Rockstar in the referral box at checkout. That's LegalZoom.com.
2: Inspire, inform, and connecting a community of entrepreneurs. This is Business Rockstars. I'm Pat O'Brien. Welcome to the show. Now let's check in with Alex Worley for good reason.
0: Encino.com and live the chumba life.
1: No purchase necessary. VTW, prohibited
2: by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Somebody great. Alex?
5: We're here to inspire, inform, and connect a community of entrepreneurs. I'm Alex Worley, and this is Business Rockstars. I'm joined by Paul Huang. He's the CEO of Raw Green Organics, and I'm so excited to chat with you. Thanks for being here.
6: Thanks for having me.
5: Yeah, so did you always want to be an entrepreneur?
6: I did. I, um, you know, my dad was an entrepreneur, and I grew up, um you know working for him and uh have always envisioned um you know doing what i'm doing
5: that's a theme i hear a lot a lot of times entrepreneurs had entrepreneur parents so there must be something about growing up in it what did you
6: learn from
5: growing up in it
6: i think it's probably because you see the possibility of being able to run your own business so i think you know the parents have a big influence on what you envision and what you think you can do. So if you know, if your parents are in a, you know, they're employed for 20 years by, a certain company, then maybe that's what you see as being um, possible. But if you see your parents being able to start businesses, then maybe that's kind of something that you, it's always in the back of your mind, like, hey, I I could do it. Yeah,
5: because the sad reality is a lot of businesses fail. But if you feel like, hey, I've seen people defeat the odds, I can, too. That's
6: probably really encouraging. Oh, yeah, for sure. I I think um, you. In, in the course of any startup or business, um, you encounter so many challenges, um, and you can really quit at uh, uh, at least a hundred different points along the way. But it's—I think it's—it's it's the ones that are able to kind of persevere because they know that mm-hmm. they've seen it happen in work that they they um, you know kind of fight through it. So, what's that thing that keeps you going? Um. I think you have to be passionate about what you're doing. You really believe in what you're building, um, whether it's a product or service. And I think if you really believe that this is something that can be useful in society, um, you just keep going. You you don't let um, the negatives stop you.
5: So you worked for family, sounds like you had a positive experience. Would you ever hire family or hire a friend? How do you feel about that?
6: Yeah, I think so. I think yeah, some of your best referrals are from family and friends. Uh, I have worked in previous companies with uh, friends, and um, so yeah, I think those it's. I think it does help when you know how the other person, you know, operates.
5: Yeah, and if you like how they operate, because yeah. a lot of people have the rule of no family and friend work relationships. But that's great that yeah. you've had success with it.
6: Yeah, I think so. I think um, you know, knowing what their strengths are and what your strengths are or weaknesses, um, you can kind of you know play off of that. And I think knowing how people react versus how they really think. Um, you know that's important too so I think a lot of you know sometimes friends family can be better in certain situations yeah
5: so what is your strength and weakness as a CEO
6: Uh, um, strength um, I would say maybe being able to uh, try to recruit the best people to work with me Mm -hmm. And I have a lot of weaknesses. I don't know where to start. (laughs) You're being Uh, way too humble. You're you're allowed allowed to brag here a little bit. (laughs) No, no. There's there's you know I think um, no. The strength is definitely having people that do things better than you do. Mm -hmm. And I I I, you know I kind of recognize my weaknesses. Um, And some of the weaknesses are you know maybe not being as detail oriented on some task, um, and maybe not. always uh, looking at um, everything that's out there, all the options, so that's why you gotta have good people around you. Cause so they, you hire detail-oriented people. Yes, and, and people that can actually you know, really um, flesh it out and, and give you the, the best solution.
5: This is Business Rockstars. We aim to inspire, inform, and connect a community of entrepreneurs. I'm Alex Worley, joined by Paul Huang. He's the CEO of Raw Green Organics. And what would you say is a typical day like in your life?
6: Um, pretty easy. I uh, get up, um, um, check my emails, um, have breakfast with my family, Um and then my wife and daughter kind of go to school and then I uh, head into the office. Um, Usually there are just uh, a lot of meetings and phone calls and conference calls, Um, but um, usually meeting with um, each of the departments and the units and kind of going through um, what tasks need to be done.
5: How many hours would you say that you work
6: every day? Probably 12, I would say, 12 hours a day. That's a long day. It's a long day. It's probably, I would say, 8 to 8 is usually my, my work day.
5: So does that feel like a lot, or does it feel like you have work-life balance? Uh,
6: my wife would say no, I would not have work-life balance. I would say I feel like it's it's just right, but um, she would with me. Are you still getting some sleep in there at least? Yeah, no, I know. Take care I, of yourself a little bit. I do, yes. I do get my sleep. Um, I try to get at least uh, six hours every night. That's good. Yeah.
5: So, how would you describe your leadership
6: style? Um, I would say it's probably more hands off. Um, and I kind of trust uh, people to do their job and, and then, um, you know, kind of check back with them. Uh, and see where they are with that and so I would say I kind of rely very heavily that they will be able to kind of do what what uh, they need to do and then um, you know and and that's that's comes back to having really good people around you. Totally
5: and you've shared with me that you have a talent for hiring talent so what is the key to hiring
6: such good talent? Um, well I think you have to be there to sell your vision to um, those key hires that you're bringing in. I think you have to be passionate and you have to know what you're talking about. So, you know, they everyone can see through when someone is not authentic and doesn't believe in, in the mission. Um, so you gotta really, um, you know, have that foundation.
5: Do you go more off of the resume or what they say in the
6: interview or maybe something else? Um, or maybe all of it. I would say our experience has been more of what they say. Um, I think we, obviously there's, a, you know, the, the it gets screened, um, the resumes get screened. But beyond that, yeah, I think what they say is probably very important. Is
5: it the passion or what is it that you're looking for in what they say?
6: Um, I would say the uh, Authenticity of what sure. they say is probably more important. So whether they, you know, they don't always have to give you the right answer, but they have they they can't be making it up on the fly. I think they have to say what they really believe.
5: Mm-hmm. And have you ever had to fire somebody?
6: Yeah, <laughs> I think yeah. that's something that is uh, every entrepreneur, it's hard for entrepreneurs to do, it's just not in the nature of being entrepreneur because you're trying to build up a, a team, not, not having to you know, f- terminate employees, but it is important that if you know very early on that they're not the right fit, um, I think that needs to be addressed because you're not doing um, him or her a favor either. Mm-hmm.
5: And in your business, scalability is really important to growing. And right now you're online primarily in some stores and there's a goal to
6: get in more stores. How do you manage all that growth? Um, (laughs) Well, you just try, I mean, I think you have to wear multiple hats initially until you can get to a point where you can hire more people and so as you hire more people then you know then you can kind of manage that growth but initially yeah it's it's very difficult you gotta you gotta wear very many hats
5: yeah and you guys are both a brand and a manufacturer tell me what unique challenges come with that
6: um just just having to multitask um you know manufacturing is very different from you know building a brand Manufacturing is everything from sourcing, procurement, to um, quality assurance, control, um, to production, the actual running of the machines, and um, whereas I think the brand is very creative, um, very analytical with data, and having an intuitive feel for the marketplace. So it is tough, um, but I do have um, really good people that kind of help me out on both ends.
5: And if there's an entrepreneur watching who wants to make a manufactured product or sell one, would you advise them to be a brand and manufacturer? Would you advise them to just focus on being a brand and then hiring someone to manufacture it?
6: I think generally you probably build a brand first and then have um, manufacturers worry about the finished goods. but, you know, having, you know, building and manufacturing just is much more capital intensive. So that's something a lot of startups, entrepreneurs probably would have a hard time with. So you want to build a brand because that's probably a little bit more of a brand equity um, in the long run.
5: And one of your motivations for being a manufacturer was for quality control because it goes back to your values. It's so important to you to know exactly what ingredients are in your products and how they're being made. Is that right?
6: Yeah, because we have so many ingredients, um, I mean, thousands of ingredients that we use and look at. So it is going to be very hard for us to outsource um, some of these products. and we try to be on trend with products and as you know in wellness that means there are many products that come and go um so we have to kind of um evolve with the marketplace
5: so what are your uh three top tips for new or aspiring entrepreneurs
6: uh i would say first um don't be afraid to go for uh the big home run. Uh, you know, I, I know most people reach for the low-hanging fruit, but in the long run, you generally want to go for that. You know, uniqueness. Um, I think it's very important. I think people, a lot of people get stuck with getting the low-hanging fruit, and then they get th- smashed by their by the big competitors. So I think that's important. Um, number two is uh, don't try to do it alone. Try to get as many people, as many good people talent um, as you can to help you um, and uh, and don't raise capital until unless you know um, what you want to do with it.
5: Thank you so much to my guest Paul Huang, I'm Alex Rurley and this is Business Rock Stars.
4: exceeded $160,000. MediShare members shared all our bills.
7: And it was about more than just the money, too. This is a real community.
3: MediShare is is a family, a group of people that stick with you through the hardest times of your life. I just don't know how I could have done it without MediShare. It's so worth looking into.
7: There's a reason this is growing so fast. If you want to find out more, here's a number for you. 844-91-BIBLE. That's 844-91-BIBLE. 844-91-BIBLE.
5: With your Mayo Clinic Radio Health Minute, I'm Vivian Williams. According to the U.S. Census Bureau, by the year 2030, there will be 70 million adults over the age of 65 in America. This aging population has its own unique health issues and complications and will require specialized geriatric care.
1: In older adults, we really concentrate on the functional status, how they're able to move, how they're able to think, how they're able to get along at home. A lot of times when we talk with people or see people in the office, we really look at how well they're able to mobilize. How well are they able to actually walk in the office? Are they using a cane? Are they using a wheelchair?
5: Dr. Paul Takahashi says house calls are becoming more common, especially to help less mobile patients make their living space safer.
1: Trying to make sure there's good lighting, make sure they're going to get rid of all the kind of the trip risks and the fall risks. Those are really critical as we go into the house. We talk with people about that and make sure we do kind of basic safety evaluation.
5: Hopefully preventing health issues before they happen. For more information, talk with your doctor or visit mayoclinic.org.
2: inspire inform and connecting a community of entrepreneurs this is business rock stars i'm pat o'brien welcome to the show let's check in with mark lack we're here to inspire inform and connect a community of entrepreneurs i'm mark lack
8: and this is business rock stars. My guest today is Audrey Bellis. She is the founder of Startup DTLA as well as the founder of Worthy Women. It's great to have you on the show. Great to be here. So we both know as entrepreneurs, right? The ups and the downs, the failures, the successes, the lessons learned from all of those. The biggest fear of all of us, deep down inside, is our fear of not being worthy. And one of the things that I think holds people back from becoming an entrepreneur or from really living the life that they're capable of, their full potential, and having the quality of life and the abundance in their life that they're all, we're all capable of achieving, right. the thing that really holds us back, I think, is our fear of success. Because if we fail, which achieving success in anything, we're going to fail, meaning we're going to learn on our way. But the reason why we're afraid of failure is because if we fail, it means we're not worthy enough. Right. And so self-worth is something that I know both of us have struggled with at some point in our life. And when we finally gave ourselves the gift of knowing that we're worthy, no matter what, that was when it all changed for us. And we've both been on rocket ships to success and have our own businesses. And so I'm curious from your perspective, I know you have an amazing story about how you triumphed over the adversity of not feeling worthy and just kind of the adversity that comes along with the entrepreneurship. So take us to that point in your life, and you know which one I'm talking about, about when you had that challenge and you had that adversity, and how you triumphed over that, because I think it's really incredible.
4: I actually had a broken engagement that left me six figures in debt, and the only way I was ever gonna pay that off was by becoming an entrepreneur, not by getting a job. so I wouldn't be paying it off forever. And I had to really dig deep and find myself worth for that, because I was embarrassed and ashamed at the amount of money that I owed, the situation that I had put myself in, And what did that mean for me as an entrepreneur? Am I worthy of going out and asking for people's business when I had gotten myself into such a predicament? Mm -hmm. And thankfully that journey of discovering my self-worth really helped me to get to where I am today and now I get to teach people how to find theirs.
8: So why do you think, I kind of touched on, in my own opinion, what I think it is, but why do you think most people struggle with self-worth? Why do you think most people beat themselves down and the biggest person that's kind of putting them down in life is themselves? And then it's a reflection of how they see the world. Why do you think most people do that to themselves? Why do you think most people don't feel worthy?
4: I think most people don't feel worthy because they've internalized beliefs about what they think um, actually brings value to them and determines how worthy they are. And oftentimes what happens is people put that outwardly, and think, if I have this, then I will be worthy. When I have Mm. this job, when I have this boyfriend, when I close this deal, I will be worthy of love and belonging. I will be seen in the world. Mm. And the reality is, is you are worthy as is. No one else can assign your worth, only you can. Yet, too often, people put that outside and assume that other people will assign that to them when they can't.
8: I love that, I think that's so true. And I'm, I'm always curious to know, when did you give yourself the gift of knowing that you're worthy? Because that's a tipping point in all of our lives that if we do get to that place where we give ourselves the gift, because that's really what you're doing, only right. you can give it to yourself. You were just saying, right? But We try to reach out, we try to get other people. If this happened, yes. then I'll give it to me. But when did it happen for you? When did you give yourself the gift of feeling worthy?
4: It actually happened to me last year, and it wasn't something I found for myself. Somebody else illuminated that for me. Mm -hmm. I have a good friend of mine that I've known for many years who's known me since high school, saw me through all this experience, right, of falling down and rebuilding, and she pointed out to me, she said, Audrey, you've been working really hard for a long time. When are you gonna stop fighting and realize you're over the hump? You're already there. When are you just gonna learn to actually enjoy what you have? Why does it have to always be so hard? And I took a look around me and I did some moral inventory and I said, you're right, it doesn't have to be this hard. I'm fighting for things because I've been stuck in this fight mode for so long that I don't have to fight for anymore. And that's when I really started giving, my permission, giving myself permission yeah. to live in this place of, okay, I've got this, I'm good.
8: give it up for the good friends, right? Yes. Audrey Bellis is my guest right now. She's the founder of Startup DTLA as well as the founder of Worthy Women. I'm Mark Lack on Business Rockstars. We're here to inspire, inform, and connect a community of entrepreneurs. Again, Audrey Bellis is joining me right now and we're talking about feeling worthy. And it's something that Maybe some people are kind of like, I'm a man, I I feel worthy, but deep down inside of us, I think the reason why most of us don't fulfill our potential in life is because we're afraid that if we reach for it and we don't get it, we aren't worthy. Right. And I think most people would rather settle for a life of comfort and security than to reach for their deepest, biggest dreams and not achieve them, because if you don't and you reach for your dreams and you don't achieve them, you're a failure. Right? and you're not worthy and that's some real stuff right there. So what do you think is the key to recognizing that no matter what you are worthy in life so that people can give it to themselves because that's all that you can have. You can go out and you can achieve anything you want, but if you don't give yourself the gift of feeling worthy, you look at someone like Robin Williams. Yeah. The guy had achieved all of his wildest dreams, had an incredible family, was able to make anyone laugh in any context was such an amazing role model yet he took his own life. Yeah. So feeling worthy is is a science, it's an art. And I'm just curious from your perspective, what do you think it takes for people to recognize their own self-worth?
4: So I like to use the line the relationship that I have with you is a direct reflection of the relationship that I have with myself. Powerful. I like and that. what is the relationship that I have with myself? how do I show up at work, how do I show up in my life? You touched on um, this idea of people are too scared to go out and get it, and so they play small and they live small, and we look at that and we say, oh man, you're you're just staying there in the comfort zone. The reality is is that comfort zone eats them alive. It's the one thing that sends people into midlife crisis or whatever crisis that they're having. It makes them drink too much. It makes them fight too much with their partners. Mm. It It makes the reasons why they cheat, lie, steal, control, manipulate. It doesn't not show up in their lives. It shows up every way and tortures them daily.
8: Audrey, you're amazing. I think this segment's really heartfelt and touching because I'm sure it's going to move a lot of people in a different way than some of our other segments. So I appreciate you for opening up and sharing your story with us. Thank you for having me. I'm Mark Lack on Business Rockstars, connecting a community of entrepreneurs. Join us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at businessrockstars.com.
1: This information is given with the understanding that neither the host nor the station is engaged in rendering legal, accounting, business, or other professional advice. Since the details of your situation are unique, you should additionally seek the advice and services of a competent professional.